imaging features of pleomorphic undifferentiated sarcoma, otherwise known as malignant fibrous histiocytoma. So this is a soft tissue lesion associated adjacent to bone, and typically on MRI it's associated with T2 dark to intermediate signal in central location, so around the central arms and legs, and presents with a spontaneous hemorrhage. Typically, uh, you know, a story would be someone was trying to rise from the couch and they had the hematoma develop. What is Clippers or chronic lymphocytic inflammation with pontine prevascular enhancement? What we see is serpentogenous T2 bright signal in the pons and possibly uh, uh, perivascular spaces, and it is responsive to steroids. How to differentiate between pituitary adenoma and pituitary apoplexy on MRI? Pituitary adenoma is T1 dark and T2 bright, and pituitary apoplexy is T1 bright. Imaging features of diffuse pontine glioma this is a lesion obviously located in the pons, typically presenting in kids aged 3 to 10 years old with T2 bright signal and no enhancement. Again, features of diffuse pontine glioma is kids 3 to 10 years old, T2 bright without any enhancement. Tumor associated with 1P19Q deletion, that is oligodendroglioma. Again, if you see a description of 1P19Q deletion, the first thing that needs to come to mind is oligodendroglioma. Classic imaging features of soft tissue hemangiomas, typically T2 bright with flow voids and contained fat. Additionally, it may contain small calcifications on plain film, such as known as flea bullets. Again, soft tissue hemangiomas are T2 bright signal with flow voids contains fat and contains some calcifications on x-ray, MRI spectroscopy, NAA, this is a marker for neuronal viability, creatinine is a marker for cellular metabolism, it will go up in cancer, choline is a marker for cellular membrane turnover, it will go up in cancer, lactate marker of anaerobic pathway, it will go up in cancer. Alanine is associated or used as a marker for meningiomas. Again, NAA is marker for neuronal viability. Creatinine is a marker for cellular metabolism, which goes down in cancer. Choline is a marker for cell membrane turnover, which will go up in cancer, lactate, sequela of anaerobic pathway, and it will go up in cancer, and alanine is associated with meningiomas. MRI features of grade 2 and 3 astrocytoma compared to grade 4 astrocytoma in terms of their T2 signal. So grade 2 and 3 have what we call mismatch sign, where they are bright on T2 and iso-intense on flare. Grade 4 astrocytoma is both bright on T2 and flare. Again, uh, grade 2 and 3 astrocytoma are only bright on T2 and iso-intense on flare. And grade 4 astrocytoma is bright on T2 and flare signal. Last location in the axial 
skeleton where there is red marrow. This is seen in the proximal femoral metaphysis, particularly in teenagers. We can see some uh, bone marrow activity in menstruating women. Pit finding associated with Huntington disease. We see decreased activity in the basal ganglia, particularly in the caudate and putamen. So Huntington disease, we see decreased pet activity in the basal ganglia, in the caudate and putamen. What is the hot cross bun sign? So this is associated with the pons. I guess the bun is the pons. And it is seen in multiple systemic atrophy, MSA. And this is due to T2 hyperintense signal from selective degeneration of the pontocerebellar tracts. Can also be seen in a variant of CJD. Again, hot bun sign, hot cross bun sign is associated, is seen in the pons, and it is associated with multiple system atrophy, MSA. MRI findings in copper and mag manganese deposition in the brain. We have bilateral T1 bright signal in the basal ganglia. Lesions that qualify as BIRADS3 include imaging feature consistent with fibroadenoma, focal asymmetry, that becomes less dense on compression and a group around calcification again. So three things qualify as BIRAD3 lesion, finding consistent with classic fibroadenoma, focal asymmetry, that becomes less dense on compression and group round calcifications. What's the colossal angle? That's the angle that is measured of the corpus callosum, normally you know, corpus callosum between the ventricles, and uh, it measures normally between 100 to 120 degrees. This angle is decreased in normal pressure hydrocephalus, typically 50 to 80. Again, colossal angle, normally between 100 and 120 degrees. It's decreased in NPH, measuring 50 to 80. What are the posterior lateral corner structures? So all of these attached to the fibular head, including lateral cruciate ligament, IT band, biceps femoris, and popliteus tendon. Missed PCL injury is associated with ACL repair failure. Again, posterior lateral corner structures include lateral cruciate ligament, IT band, biceps femoris, and popliteus tendon. Common radiographic features of hyperparathyroidism, subparasterial resorption, rugged jersey spine, brown tumors, and terminal tuft erosions. Again, common radiographic features of hyperparathyroidism include subperiosteal resorption, uh, rugged jersey spine, brown tumors, and terminal tuft resorption. What is brown tumor? It's a bone lesion that arises in the sitting of osteoclast activity. So excess osteoclast activity results in uh, destruction of the bone, giving us the appearance of the brown tumor, and this is associated with hyperparathyroidism. Common locations involved in CCPD, triangular fibrocartilage, which eventually lead to slack wrist, periodontoid soft tissue. 
Imaging feature differentiating juvenile polycytic astrocytoma, GPA, from hemangioblastoma. So both of these present with a cyst and enhancing nodule, except in GPA, in addition to the enhancing nodule, we have an enhancing wall. So GPA has a cyst with enhancing nodule and enhancing wall. Hemangioblastoma is a cyst with an enhancing nodule only. Jersey finger, that's a fracture of the distal phalanx along the plantar aspect. So proximal head of the distal phalanx with plantar avulsion. Rapidly increasing head circumference with a big cystic tumor and hydrocephalus in a less than one year old. This is desmoplastic infantile ganglioglioma, or otherwise known as astrocytoma, DIG, or DIG, desmoplastic infantile ganglioglioma. This is a supratentorial lesion. Classic imaging features associated with chordoma, a midline T2 bright lesion, typically located in the clivus, sacrum, and I believe C2. Differential for pineal masses, germinoma, typically contains fat and calcification, pineoblastoma can be associated with retinoblastoma, if it is then it's tri trilateral retinoblastoma, pineocytoma, this is a well-circumscribed lesion that is non-invasive with peripheral calcifications and finally pineal cyst can contain calcifications up to 25%. Again, differential for pineal masses, germinoma, pineoblastoma, pineocytoma, and pineal cyst. Short fourth metacarpal is associated with Turner syndrome. Short fourth metacarpal associated with Turner syndrome. Resolution of film mammography, 13 line pair per millimeter from the anode to cathode direction and 11 line pair per millimeter in the left to right direction. Again, mammography film resolution is 13 line pair per millimeter in anode to cathode direction and 11 line pair per millimeter in left to right direction. What causes milk of calcium seen in mammography? It's due to fibrocystic changes. That's where they describe them as teacupping of the calcification. Sinus tarsi syndrome. This is obliteration of the fat between the lateral talus and calcaneus. Can be from a hemorrhage or infl inflammation in the synovial recess without ligament tearing and causes loss of proprioception and balance due to associated nerve damage. Again, sinus tarsi syndrome is obliteration of the fat between the lateral talus and calcaneus and is associated with proprioception, loss of proprioception and balance. Difference between delayed and persistent nephrogram. Delayed nephrogram is when one kidney enhances and the other does not, and this is typically due to extrinsic compression or obstruction, intrinsic obstruction from a stone. So one kidney is uh, enhancing later than the other one. Persistent nephrogram is when the enhancement of the kidney persists 
beyond the other one. And this is typically seen in hypovolemic states or, uh, you know, shock or acute tubular acidosis. And the idea is the kidney is trying to preserve as much fluid and resorption of as much fluid, which results in uh, resorption of contrast material. Adenocarcinoma of the bladder is associated with midline tumors, persistent urachus or presence of a urachus and bladder extrophy. So adenocarcinoma of the bladder associated with midline tumors, urachus and bladder exotrophy. Difference between tarsal tunnel syndrome and Baxter's neuropathy. Baxter's neuropathy is only associated with minimal atrophy of the muscle because it involves a tiny nerve. Baxter's nerve versus tarsal tunnel syndrome, as we just described previously, associated with the tarsal tunnel and causes multiple muscle atrophy because of compression of the posterior tibial nerve, presenting with first three, three toes. Tarsal tunnel syndrome versus Baxter's neuropathy. Baxter's neuropathy is only minimal muscle atrophy is present because it's a small nerve versus the tarsal tunnel syndrome, which affects the posterior tibial nerve at the level of the ankle, and uh, it causes muscle atrophy of the first few, three toes. Panda sign on MRI. This is associated with Wilson's disease and the findings are due to T2 bright tegmentum with normal dark red nuclei and substantia nigra. Again, panda sign on MRI is T2 bright signal in the tegmentum and is due to Wilson's disease, which is copper deposition. Peak time for breast cancer local recurrence. This is at four years and occurs about 35% without radiation and 8% with radiation. Management of inflammatory breast cancer. We initially start with chemo and radiation, then followed by surgery. This is the opposite of the typical algorithm used with other breast cancers. In newborn differences between adrenal hemorrhage and neuroblastoma. In adrenal hemorrhage, we have avascular anechoic mass of the, in the adrenal that serial ultrasound show resolution of the hemorrhage. In a neuroblastoma, we have an echogenic mass with vascularity. Again, adrenal hemorrhage versus neuroblastoma. Adrenal hemorrhage, we see an anechoic and avascular mass. It can be echoic based on the time of the hemorrhage, but typically anechoic, and this resolve over multiple ultrasounds. Neuroblastoma is echogenic mass with increased vascularity, particularly it doesn't resolve, it doesn't go away. Differential for adrenal calcifications. So infection such as TB, trauma, it can be due to tumors such as cortical carcinoma or neuroblastoma, melanoma, and very rare woman's disease, which is newborn disease. And these kids die before they're one year old.